This is Two Guys in a River. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. We're two lifelong friends who love fly fishing for trout. Our podcast is all about helping you catch more fish and deepening your love of the time you spend on the river. We are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. If you're new to fly fishing, one of the most bewildering, intimidating experiences is to walk into a fly shop and see the display of flies. There are literally dozens and dozens of patterns. You'd need 50 fly boxes to hold a pattern from each one of those bins. Not to mention the cost of that at two or even three dollars a fly. Oh, no kidding. So today we're going to try to help you simplify this a bit. Dave and I are going to each share our top five list of favorite flies. We'll go with patterns here, not sizes. It might be wise to have at least two or even three sizes in each of these patterns, but, but what patterns are the best? I always remember the advice of Bob Granger, veteran fly fishing guide whom we've interviewed in our podcast before. He said you only need a handful of basic patterns to catch a lot of trout. So Dave, give me your list and then I'll share mine and then we'll argue about our choices and defend them. And I should say too that our list is in no particular order. Uh, so number one and number five doesn't mean that uh, this is the first fly I'd have, but uh, yeah, we're, we're just picking our top five flies. So go for it, Dave. Okay. Number one is the beadhead Prince Nymph. The second is the blue wing olive or the blue winged olive. Third is red copper john. Fourth is the elk hair caddis or some have a deer hair caddis. They would argue for that, but the elk hair caddis. And my fifth, I'm just going to put as a general hopper pattern. And obviously there's a million different types of hoppers, but uh, I'm just going to call it the hopper pattern. All right, all right. So one more time in those real quick. The beadhead prince nymph, the blue wing olive, the red copper john, the elk hair caddis, and the hopper pattern. Well, that's good. I guess great minds think alike because mine are similar. Um, I went with uh, the parachute Adams, and and that's an all around. It, it's a good blue winged olive imitation. So I don't have a blue wing olive, but parachute atoms then secondly an elk hair caddis and and i'm using this too even to function as a hopper imitation uh, a black woolly bugger that's uh, you know for an all-around streamer uh, that's a that's a good one and i like those in bead heads uh, so my first two are are dry flies parachute atoms then an elk hair caddis then third that black woolly bugger so that's my streamer and then the other two would be nymphs uh, one just like you as a beadhead prince nymph and I, I i thought about this i would be just as happy with a, a hare's ear or a pheasant tail i mean in my mind those three flies all uh, seem to function about the same and then yeah like you i had a red copper john i i've always liked to use that as a dropper so those are my those are my five so so yeah, list them out again yeah okay so a parachute adams an elk hair caddis a black woolly bugger a beadhead prince nymph and a red copper john. All right, so what are the flies we had in common? Well, certainly the beadhead prince nymph. Yeah, that's and such a good pattern. It is. It's basic to nymphing. It's yeah, obviously it is. most often, for me at least, the, my top fly. Although right. I might go, um, I sometimes I'll, <laughs> I'll fish with two. I'll fish a larger one at the top, and then my dropper is yeah. a real small uh, beadhead. But the beadhead, I mean, you need, I just... 
you need a bunch of these in your fly box. Yeah, you really opinion. do. It's just a go-to fly. And if you're new to fly fishing and you're not sure what that looks like, when you're done listening to our podcast, just go online and Google uh, beadhead prince nymph, and you'll see uh, all kinds of uh, pictures and images of it. So, and, and we both had the red copper john, too, didn't we? That's, that's so just a great pattern. It is. So talk a little bit about how you use that, like in the spring. Yeah, I like that as a dropper. Uh, in other words, uh, the lead fly would be something like a beadhead prince. And then I like that little red copper john. And I don't know what it is, but I've, I found out on the Madison River that that uh, a little red fly uh, works pretty well. And I've used a Dave's Emerger. That's a little red fly. I mean, these are all pretty much the same, except they just have little different variations. Or uh, uh, I've tied one that, I don't even know what you call it, but I I just tie it with a little red wire. And then at the front, it has a bead head and and a little bit of peacock curl. That's a lot like a red copper john. But something about that red red color seems to work pretty good on on the Madison and some of those places where you've got rainbows. So, uh, next one is the elk caddis. So we both had that as well. Yeah, that's just a great pattern. I mean, first of all, it does imitate a caddis fly, uh, which is a, a very, very prominent hatch in the uh, the, the west. It, it starts in the spring and, and even on into the summer, though. Uh, I know the Madison River, there's caddis coming off that in the evening. And the other thing, though, about that, Dave, that I like is, is a caddis pattern is also like a an attractor. Uh, so even if you don't have uh, caddis coming off of the water, it's just a, one of those general buggy looking flies that the fish seem to like to hit. And it's, it's, it takes a lot of water too. If, again, if people go online and Google that thing, it just has, you know, the elk hair and then the, the body of it, the dubbing on it. It just, you know, the thing will float. It, well, that's what I love. Yeah. I love to be able to see that thing yeah. coming down the stream or the river. Absolutely. So, um, where do we differ well let's see did you have a streamer i, I had that black wally bugger just because uh you know even though i tend to nymph more and and dry fly fish more there are times where you know hey in, in the fall i really want to strip a streamer especially if i'm you know in the area where there's brown trout that's just a uh, you know that, that's a good all-around go-to fly the only thing I had different, I, I actually had a hopper pattern. Yeah, right. The elk yep. caddis can sometimes mm-hmm. um, um, attract, you know, during that same time of year, you know, when they're hitting hoppers, mm-hmm. they that caddis, that attractor. But I just put a general hopper pattern. I love uh, fishing hoppers. I love how high they sit on top of the water. Oh, I love, great. you know, I know, seeing when the fish hit them. I, I mean, I would have to say that fishing hoppers is probably my number one favorite thing to do. Well, I would have to agree with that that is just a that's just a ton of fun and we uh, we did that last summer when we were in montana we hit uh, uh just hit a great day with, with hoppers we'll have to talk about that day that was a magical day we were on uh, 16 mile creek uh, about 30 miles north of where i used to live and just an amazing little creek and boy we we just yeah they were on every cast weren't they i loved your phrase at the end of the day it was about what four four thirty and I was thinking we are so <laughs> yeah. exhausted your line yeah. was 
I am wrecked. <laughs> yes, I was. <laughs> I sure was. It, it was just a terrific day. I saw a couple mink, and uh, we did see a rattlesnake that day. But that was just a terrific. Day. That was just a terrific day. I it was. That was a great day. Top yeah. five days ever. Oh yeah, for sure. Probably in my top three. That was just amazing. But yeah, the hoppers were great. You know what? There was one point at which I had a. I think I snapped off a hopper, and so I, uh, I just quick tied on. On a, an elk caddis, and I, I caught him on that too. So that that's that's why, yeah, I like that fly as well. Okay, so where else did we differ? Um, I think that was it. I yeah, think you had a blue winged olive, didn't you? Right. So, you, and, and that's good. You know, sometimes sometimes when you have blue winged olives coming off the water, uh, while a parachute Adams is a good all around uh, imitation, or or at least will substitute for an imitation. There's times where you really want a more, you know, a, a specifically a blue winged olive pattern that looks a little more like that fly. You know, a parachute Adams is kind of a, a it's a catch-all. Yeah, it really is. And I, you know, you, I've cut a lot of brook trout on those little, you know, number size 14 Adams or size 16 Adams. Oh, and yeah. Wonderful to see, especially the parachute version of that. The thing is with the blue winged olive is you definitely need a parachute or else you're never, the parachute oh, blue winged olive, or you're never seeing definitely, that thing coming down that's, the water. That's so true. Even with an Adams, it's that way too. Well, let's talk about our 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 next five. So this is bonus material. We're gonna, you know, if, if these are the first five flies we we just have to have in our fly box, what are the next five? So I'm I'm curious, what's your list? Well, I began with the beadhead pheasant tail. Now you included that in your first list, you know, with the the general bucket of the prince nymph and the beadhead as well as the the gold ribbed hair hair's ear. Yeah. But um, but I put that in my second yeah. uh, my second list. And that's different enough too that that sometimes. They're Sometimes you'll have they'll hit whatever whether it's a beadhead prince or a hare's ear or or a pheasant tail. But but you're right. There are times though where that may be the preference and and fish will like that. It just looks better to them than a than a beadhead. Yeah. The second was a general egg pattern. Uh, when we fish yeah. in the spring, we're fishing the spawners. Right. Uh, sometimes we'll lead. We'll have, that will be all our top fly, but often it'll be the dropper. Mm-hmm. And there's yeah. all these different ways to uh to build or tie that kind of fly uh, but um i love the egg pattern the third is the san juan worm the trusty <laughs> old san juan worm yeah i can't tell you how many fish i've caught on that on days when i when they weren't hitting much and next thing you know you you put on that san juan worm drop that thing or even as a top fly and next thing you know you have a nice rainbow on i then put the parachute atoms and then after that is when i did the uh, black woolly booger hey wait so you actually have six right oh did really <laughs> beadhead prince you cheater all right the beadhead <laughs> pheasant tail the egg pattern the san juan worm parachute atoms you're right the black woolly booger no that's five no okay that's well five. see I, all that proves is what i already know that i can't count but i'm not good <laughs> at math all right so those are your five here are my five and it's it's just funny maybe it's uh fact that we fish together that we pick each other's good or bad habits up but my list is similar although as long as you don't pick each other's nose oh yeah gross all right <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> that was so bad that, that, that was, was. Really bad. <laughs> it's too bad we can't edit that out but it's too late so so moving right along let me get to my list and uh, it, it's very similar but my first fly is different uh, so here are my second six pale morning done yep that's good grasshopper yep 
egg pattern. Yep. And then I, I put down a black ant. I, I like those terrestrials. I'll talk about that in a minute. And then a San Juan worm. Oh, wow. You got the San Juan yeah. in there. So I think we got three out of the five. So again, pale morning done, grasshopper, egg pattern, black ant, San Juan worm. So the, the common patterns we had there, I guess we've already talked about a couple of them, but we like that egg pattern. And that, boy, that that's great. If you're fishing in either the fall and you've got... Uh, you know, brown trout that, that are spawning, that's a good pattern. In the spring, when the rainbows are spawning, uh, we've, we've just killed them sometimes on the Madison River, the lower Madison, especially in the bear trap using a, an egg pattern. And I, that's where I like to drop off that little red copper john, you know. So I'll have the egg pattern as my lead fly and then the little red copper john. Or I've, I've sometimes, like you say, I've, I've used the egg pattern as a dropper off of a beadhead prince. Yeah, it's great. So the one I didn't have in that second list, but I wanted just to mention as an honorable mention, is that spruce moth that we oh yeah we, we uh, found last summer? Wasn't it? Yeah. Sp- wasn't it mm-hmm. last summer that we got that? I like that you, a lot. You got yeah. that. Usually, you're the one who's taking the initiative on the new flies. So you found that spruce moth. That thing really worked well. It worked all day on the on the on 16 mile, um, and it worked. Um, in other places, like on the on the Yellowstone, it worked. It sits nice and high in the water. It does. It's just part of that category that I would call just a big, uh, you know, just a big attractor pattern. And, and when when you hear fly fishers talk about an attractor pattern, what they mean is a is a fly that that is is kind of an all purpose general. You know, it, it's not specifically meant to uh, imitate a caddis or a blue winged olive, but it it just looks big and buggy you can see it i was also tempted to put down a humpy like a red humpy or a yellow humpy again it's just a a lot of hackle you know it just looks like a big bug and and those things they take a lot of water you can see those so there's a number of those attractor patterns do you ever use a you've mentioned before a royal coachman oh yes i meant to say that too that's another great attractor pattern a royal coachman and i like the royal wolf which uh, uh, Lee Wolf gets credit for it, although he really didn't invent it. But uh, the the Royal Coachman has wings, has these white wings. But the the Royal Wolf uses, I think it's white calf hair. Uh, I, they're a little bit more challenging to tie, and I, I really stick with easy patterns. And and that's one that I'll buy. But I've I've used that a lot, and I, it still works really well at places. Yeah, I think we should point out in this moment that uh, Steve and I are. are definitely two different types of fly fishers you know steve ties uh some of his flies not all of his flies right but you tie i really have never tied i've taken classes i've tied a few but i've never made it you know part of my fly fishing experience mostly because i just figure you know, if there's people brighter than I am, and I'm willing to pay two bucks a fly to have somebody else do it for me, and I don't have the patience to do it. But people, you know, identify with certain aspects of fly fishing, and some people right. really latch on to the tying piece of it, and right. they're more nerdy than I am when it comes to <laughs> yeah. when it comes to insects. Yeah. But uh, so I'm always willing to learn and always yeah. willing to buy. That's it, and I'm not a hardcore fly tire either. I've I've really over the years just you know p- picked a handful of patterns. That are pretty easy well like a san juan worm i mean all that is is really a, a little piece of uh yarn yarn yeah 
Yeah, and then you tie it on with a little bit of string and, and light both the ends with the match so that it, it kind of looks like the head of a worm. It's like, man, that, that's so easy. And th- even things like a little red copper john or, or even a big woolly booger, those are really easy to tie. Some of the more intricate patterns like a, yeah, like a royal coachman or a royal trude, royal wolf, those are those are more tedious and I'm, I, I'm just not that patient. Uh, but hey, let's talk about that San Juan worm. Why do we like that? I like it because especially when water is a bit um, muddy or, you know, there's a little bit of color yeah. in the water. Um, but it seems to work well when, especially in water that's, you know, that is not as, is not as clean. It really does. Remember, we were fishing uh, the, the upper Madison just outside of Ennis uh, last summer, and, and we were not getting anything. And remember, we switched over to yep. the San Juan yep. worm, and all of a sudden, man, we started getting hits on that thing. So that's a, that's a good one. There's a part of me that always thinks, should I be putting on a worm? I'm a fly fisher. And yeah. it's a, but, you know. It is an imitation, so That's it is right. a fly. It's so, an imitation. So, so. And if you're catching fish, uh, you put it back on. So, um, yeah, the the, uh, the San Juan worm is a great uh, fly. Often in the spring, we'll use it as well. Sometimes we'll drop it off um, the egg pattern. Yeah, that's right. Did you have anything else in your list that, that I didn't that... Uh that we ought to talk about. I don't know. I you know I, I listed the beadhead gold ribbed hair's ear, yeah. which you've mentioned as well. Um, but I don't think that there's anything else. There's so okay. many other types of flies out yeah, there. Yeah, there are. Now I mentioned one that that actually I know is a favorite of yours. I mean the black ant. Yep, I mean any of is. those terrestrials, little beetle patterns, egg patterns. Uh, I don't know about you, but I've had good luck dropping those off of a grasshopper. So yeah. e- even though the hopper's riding on the surface. Uh, you put a, a little uh, a beetle or a black ant on the end, and boy, the, the fish really like those. You know, I've seen them come out of the rocks because there's also a flying ant. Yeah. Um, and I've seen them, you can see them underneath the water, you know, and dart out uh, from the rocks and grab that, that uh, and it's floating. Sometimes it'll sit right underneath the surface, right in the film. Um, but it's just a terrific uh, a second as a dropper. I love it. It really is. Hey, one final fly I wanted to mention, it was on my list, and that's a pale morning done, or it usually gets abbreviated. People talk about PMDs, that's pale morning done. And that's different enough. It's kind of a light lighter translucent color yeah. almost a whiter color and 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 if you have pale morning duns coming off the water you know no general pattern like a, an adams or or an elk hair caddis is is going to work for that usually so uh, a pmd pattern is another one to keep in mind Usually, when do they come off the water? They're usually, are they done by about 11 o'clock? You know, they are often in the mornings. That's when when I've had some success. Although, a few times out on the Owyhee River in eastern Oregon, uh, my son and I fished. I remember one time late in the afternoon, my son, who was in high school then, my son Luke, said, Hey, Dad, there's one of those pale flies. And I looked up. Sure enough, there was a pale morning done. So, I I, I put about a size 16 or 18 PMD on his 
his, uh, you know, on his line. And uh, wouldn't you know, he caught a, a couple of nice browns on that. That's wonderful. That's awesome. Yep. I guess the key thing is, wouldn't you say, Dave, that when you go into a fly shop, uh, yeah, don't be intimidated. I mean, here's all these bins, but you, you're really looking for a small number of, of basic patterns. And, you know, if there's something that's really hot that the fly shop recommends, well, we'll try that out. But if you stick with these ones we've talked about, you'll be okay. Absolutely. Now there's some different types of streamers, um, but everybody has their own yeah. you know, story mm-hmm. about their fly. That's it. And it's the only one that will work Absolutely. on this stretch of river. And you have to have this one yeah. tiny green thread. If you don't, they don't hit it. Yeah. Like, Please. Yeah, right. Don't buy that for right, a second. Exactly. I would say of all the years I've been fly fishing, there have been a handful of times where someone has had something yeah. that was so unique that in that moment they were only hitting that. So it does yeah, happen. Right. But man, the number of times is so rare. Exactly. That's so true. All right, that'll do it for today. What are your top five flies? Please tell us by going to twoguysinariver.com and commenting on this podcast link. What's on your list? Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and like us on Facebook. And also, you can follow us on Instagram and subscribe to our podcast via iTunes if you have an iPhone or Stitcher if you have an Android. Thanks again for listening. I'm Steve Mathewson. And I'm Dave Getz. Until next time, we are Two Guys in a River. For the love of fly fishing. Mm-hmm.